0: just like that they buy it they eat it up you pander to them you thank them i mean really people i thought you were a little bit smarter than that i mean it's just so easy to say the name of the city you cheer hey stephanie stephanie just, just, just come on welcome to the a show everybody, and welcome to the A-show episode 126. We are, for some people, on day seven, some people day two, some people day one of uh, self social distancing. A lot has changed in seven days (laughs) since the last time we came to you guys. We were literally able to all go outside seven days ago, and uh, now we are... Now we are from the, the luxury of our own homes as as, as normal for me in and, 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 uh my, my co host meals. Big normal. Uh, <laughs> Super normal for us, but uh, not very normal for a lot of people. Uh, the world
1: is a is a scarier place. Wow! Than it was. Come on, you can't do this on the intro. Hey, what's it's up? a scarier everybody? place. This, this is, a scarier place. is the Kings it's of Pro so Wrestling scary. Scary. Podcast. There's no uh, water. <laughs> we are here, um, fully live, fully here to continue to bring you guys content on a weekly basis because we know you guys may be trapped in your houses as we are trapped in our houses and want to continue to entertain you guys instead of bringing you the dismal outlook of what life is that what j5 is doing on the beginning of this podcast oh my god uh sir whatever i mean i, I you know what i, I get with him because he's on day what eight day yeah. day nine of the social distancing experiment um of our lives, uh, so, sir. I'd like to know what have you been watching? What have you already destroyed in terms of binging? What What have you been doing for the past couple, for the past week and so?
0: I made a dent, and uh, I made a, a huge dent in uh, in My Hero Academia. So with season three, I had to take a break, a little break from it. Uh, for I, lest I run through the whole se- whole series,
1: <laughs> you're about to, you're gonna do it anyway, so it doesn't matter. I don't even know why you're taking a break.
0: <laughs> well, I started watching. Uh, I started watching sixty days in. I, I think with like the, you know, we'll talk about this on the show. Like with the kind of like the, sec, you know, the first or second gearing of, of wrestling content. Now it's kind of like I I, I got to admit I'm kind of lost. Like it, it's like, yeah, we get these shows, but like I'm not gonna lie, like they feel. They're, they're interesting, like, um, escape, but they're also very, like, to me, like, super non-essential and, and very small, <laughs> and, like, very small and, and, and the, the gravity of everything that's going on around us right now. Like, I'm trying to escape as much as possible right now. So I'm watching 60 Days In, My Hero, Ronin Warriors on Amazon Prime, going back, watching movies, very deep in, in you know, planning for, like, uh, late fee stuff. With me and Pat and uh yeah, it's if you have any suggestions on it
1: what else to watch, I'm thinking about going back and watching the Sopranos. Wow. That's okay. how deep it is. I mean, so we're here. I mean, obviously, you know, coronavirus is coronamania has uh run wild all over the entire world. I wouldn't even say United you know, States, so I'll say the world. Um, which has left a lot of people pretty much, you know, quarantined whether it's self-quarantine, whether it's uh, quarantined by the actual virus itself, whether it's quarantined by the fact that, you know, you, you shouldn't go to work and the entire government had said, hey, also, we're closing everything else down, so don't you even think of going outside. Um, the entire world, you know, we're just doing the best that we can at this point. I'm saying this on day two. He's saying this on day eight. Obviously, we have completely different sort of perspectives on this because I'm still kind of fresh here. I went out earlier today, risk it for whatever, a VPN, um, <laughs> risk it all. Um, so I'm doing okay. I just had some lunch. Um, so we, we're just uh, we're just doing fine in general. Um what I've been doing, I don't know. I've just been watching Yu Yu show. I, I, a couple days ago, I decided to watch WrestleMania from two years ago, which the first hour and a half still holds up very, very well. Which one's that um, one? It's uh, that's 34, right? That's 34. So that had Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, The Miz opening the show, yeah, yeah. also featured Charlotte versus Asuka, also featured Rhonda and Kurt versus Triple H and Stephanie. I don't think. WrestleMania could have came out with three bigger first matches than that Um, because after that, the card drops off.
0: <laughs> I think I like <laughs> cool. that. That was uh, Taker Roman. I think I watched that main event uh, a right. couple weeks ago. Uh, which is a, um a, a lot better than I remembered it being. I, I didn't think it was that terrible on the
1: second watch. It also has, I believe, has Brock Goldberg on that, Fun match. which I still haven't gotten to, and a couple other things here. I'm still... I'm, I'm taking my time with that It's a five hour Wrestlemania I think this year we won't have to worry about that at all Um, This year I don't know if you'll even make it five hours Through this entire show Of just sadness of empty people You know wrestling in an empty arena But first I mean quite honestly The most important thing that we have to talk about this week Is the wrestlemania news that we all waited for especially last week we were waiting on what was going to happen with the wrestlemania news we're going to see if the the mayor of tampa um was going to do anything about it we're going to see if it's man was going to say anything about it we were kind of like waiting it was like are they really not about to cancel wrestlemania like really it was was pretty confusing there's so many uh Reports back and forth about it.
0: Uh, Some people reported that it was because of an insurance issue, which I do believe is probably the case. Um, A lot of people were trying to, you know, basically say, you know, Vince is doing this to screw over the Indies, which I'm pretty sure they're not even thinking about. I'm 100% sure they're not thinking about the Indies at this point. You know, a lot of Indies. Are they ever for any WrestleMania? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. I mean, you know, (laughs) Indies low key, that's, you know, Mania Weekend is where they get most of their bread, but also Mania Weekend is where they kind of, I mean, obviously they, they tailgate or piggyback off of the, the the festivities there to their own, you know, to their own benefit. And I don't As think they that's should, not, quite honestly. And I don't think it's unfair to say that. But I also don't think it's it's unfair to say like, hey, like, you know, this is their biggest payday of the year, and you know, maybe there has to be different ways that they can, you know, go about this, and you know, in the future. But it, it does suck that a lot of them are going to be closed. But like placing the blame primarily on Vince not announcing anything is is yeah
1: kind of, <laughs> to me if you if you have your own separate business and you're waiting on someone I'm about to get in my real dame dash mode right here if you're waiting for another man what kind of know? man <laughs> <laughs> um waiting for someone else who runs a completely different business than you in order to make decisions about your business and it really kind of shows um where your priorities lie and how you're gonna do this now, like we said before um yes. It's, it's an unfortunate situation for the entire court, sort of pro wrestling community. WrestleMania weekend itself has evolved to just beyond WWE and WWE does enough stuff between the hall of fame, between NXT, between access, between all these other things that are now canceled. Um, between well, yeah, a whole I mean, bunch that, of other, go ahead.
0: Yeah. Like they, they, they do do so much. And um I think, uh, you know, they're not thinking
1: about blood sport or George Ellis for break or anything like that. But, it's, but, it's, but those are, but those are great events to have during that weekend. Right. Like these are like, I think just the entire experience overall in terms of WrestleMania, what it, uh, um, in terms of being able to be exposed for independent wrestling. And then, you know, you have, um, you know, whatever AEW is doing blood cuts and whatever. Um, and, and all these other things. So you're exposed to a lot of different wrestling. There's a lot of activities. There's a lot of things to kind of keep you busy, even if you don't want to go to the Hall of Fame ceremony, which quite honestly, at this point, you couldn't pay me to go there. But just for how long it is, like, and how long it is. Um, but you have a ton of different options there's roh there's um you know gcw there's uh, everywhere every sort of major promotion that you can think of is emanating from there and like you said yeah i think it's you know unfair that people are blaming the wwe for the lack of you know for something that's beyond their control it wasn't vincent yeah. man who just said you know what nah (laughs) you know it's just this is a global pandemic this is something that just affected the entire world and i'm pretty sure like you know i mean because buzzer
0: was the last the last holdout obviously coachella was canceled literally as we were recording last week um Mm -hmm. a lot of you know nba was literally canceled friday i believe um no it was canceled
1: way before that was it before we were before we recorded I think it I think by the time it was like Thursday come out. It was like Wednesday. Wednesday or Thursday. It was definitely like Wednesday or something Because I remember specifically it was that game. Um actually it might have been Tuesday. I remember asking ourselves what the hell is Jeff gonna do? Um oh, I don't know. It'll be but, they, but they
0: they, they all right. got cancelled within, you know, a week and WrestleMania was the last holdout. It held out literally until the last minute of Monday you know a lot of people saying you know that that's screwing over foreign you know uh international travelers which i'm like guys they were never coming over here anyway <laughs>
1: like at the end of the day yeah, like, at this point you couldn't <laughs> come over to be honest with you yeah at this point even if WrestleMania was still going on you would have never made it over <laughs> yeah like they, they <laughs> literally
0: cut they cut travel like everything has been has been banned and stuff like that like i think that if you didn't if you actually thought they were still going to put the show on, I think that's kind of dense in a lot of ways. Like, cause I knew but, that I, I had canceled in, in the NBP already.
1: Yeah. In the capacity that they were going to actually do it as. And I think this kind of transitions the conversation into the actual WrestleMania. Now what it is, right? Because WrestleMania will now be airing live from the WWE performance center in Orlando. Um, it is completely new territory for a, an event. When you think of WrestleMania, you think of just the magnitude of it all, the pomp, the circumstance, the the flashiness, this pyro, the pyro, the moments, the crowd, everything. I mean, I think WWE has done a... You know a great thing over the last 15 years of getting Wrestlemania Back into these large stadiums And not even just Wrestlemania like Royal Rumbles And all this other stuff getting them packing them Being able to build a business model enough Where enough fans are attracted to be able to Fill up these actual stadiums And you know It's going to be quite a change Because it's now airing from the Performance Center Um, I want to ask you Personally what do you think because I've seen a lot of people I mean In my opinion, if you're asking me WWE could have cancelled the show People would have complained WWE keeps the show going on They're going to complain So to me, it kind Mm -hmm. of really means nothing um, In terms of the public opinion on it Because I'm fine with whatever the show is I think, to be honest with you I usually think these shows end up better Than anyone usually expects Um, Or or admits Right Even with that I think it's more so like I've, you know, seen a lot of, like, kind of, I don't know, television with spoilers, right? Yeah. I'll take The Challenge, for instance. The Challenge, your spoilers. Blah, blah, blah. I've I've read them. Don't even worry about it. I'm not going to spoil it. Um, but from reading those spoilers, everyone usually anticipates, or even the casting of the show, everyone anticipates, like, oh, this show's going to suck because it's A, B, C, and the third. And then you kind of have to remember yourself, oh, shit, this is WWE. Like, Whole, step back for an instant and figure out how many times they've delivered when they've been by all means that they shouldn't have. Um, how many situations they have, they've done, and then they've managed to put themselves in a situation where they can actually put on a half decent show. Yeah. But I want to ask you, in terms of this, what do you think about them actually continuing to do the shows? you feel like it is compromising kind of these moral ethics of? Maybe it would be better off being postponed so these people can be with their families, or maybe maybe it should be postponed so people can actually attend the event. What do you say, especially what? as someone who bought WrestleMania tickets? It's a bummer. I'm not going to lie, me, Mark and
0: Cyrus and and, uh, uh, Xavier and uh, Tim and, you know, a lot of people that I know are going are are, are super bummed about this. I'm not going to lie. This is this was something I was really excited to go to. Um, And I feel I feel a lot of ways about it. I I do agree. Like, there is no way that anything that they did would have been. Acceptable to certain people. I'm seeing. I'm seeing people say, you know, it's it's just not WrestleMania in the Performance Center. It's just not this. It's just not that. It's 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 the spectacle. It's all of this. It's like, what do you want them? You know, I even saw somebody. I've seen people saying like they're not doing this for us. They're doing it for money, and it's like, well, they just lost eighty thousand. You know, 77,000 You know, ticket sales, literally right. within twenty four hours. Like, I don't think. I I think there's on one end, it's trying to make sure that they. They kind of fulfill, you know, advertising because, you know, Snickers is still promoting this show and mm-hmm. they want to get people paid. And, I, and I'm not privy to the way that these you know, the performers are getting paid. But I would imagine that if they do show up, they will get paid, you know, and they're, and they're not going to. I've heard, you know, reports saying that they're not going to knock you if you don't if you decide not to go. Right. So. I think the Performance Center, honestly, is one of the biggest investments they've ever made, and it's actually coming true. If it you know, if it does come true here, this is going to be more of a kind of like Triple X saying, I knew we needed to do this and prepare for something like this. This is their wrestling bunker. This is where <laughs> they can do... This is where everything is built for them. I've been to the PC. This is literally a place that is for, from top to bottom built for things like this, or to prepare you for things like this. It can happen. We've seen it happen on the shelves, how, they, how they, they switched up everything, like... They could do NXT there and have it look like NXT, right? Like, they did it there last week. Right. So right. I'm, I'm not going to say that I don't think it's possible. I'm not going to say I'm not going to think that it's mania. I think that they could really, you know, with the car they have now, this is a really strong mania car to me. And I think mm-hmm. they could absolutely still, you know, turn it up in two weeks when they, you know, when they decide to do it or if they decide to do it. But have you heard the rumors that they might not be doing it there?
1: I've heard the rumors of Madison Square Garden in June. That, that ain't happening. Uh, yeah, th- in in terms of the rumors for that, I was like, "What?" <laughs> in terms of like, y'all people believe this? Like, <laughs> because any schmo could have brought that. Up. It doesn't even make sense to be honest with you in terms yeah. of their actual and in terms of their actual how they do business and how they planned it out thus far, it doesn't even make sense to push back WrestleMania until June, even though, I mean, honestly, there's not a lot going on. They could probably push it back into where, but until any time before SummerSlam. But, but then it you, even hose, make sense.
0: you hose all the yeah. people from Tampa who couldn't, you know, get tickets. Then you force people who are coming out of a global pandemic to get tickets to Madison Square Garden. Right.
1: And and I don't I see mean it happening. And we don't even know, quite honestly, we're still not even sure of all the facts regarding how everything is moving forward relating to this pandemic. Like we're we're saying June, but like, will it really be June? Will it be July? Will it be August? Like how, how long the NBA is kind of like on. It's like we're not sure what's going on. Every broadcast, every I've watched more Adam Silver content than, you know. Than I usually do over the last week, and all of them is like, you don't know, you'll know when <laughs> when <laughs> you guys know, you know, yeah. But we know, you guys will know because they have you know multi-million dollar players just kind of sitting at home doing nothing and not even to practice, not to do anything, and it's and it's even you know with the WWE for instance. I I've seen a lot of things online that they should have canceled because it kind of presents a health risk for them, and I think just in general, I do agree. Partly with that, because it does present a health risk. But I think this is a health risk that a lot of people have willingly signed on for. Yeah. And those who aren't there aren't there and they're keeping them away from this. You're watching all these kind of shows that they broadcasted over the last week. And it's not a lot of people. Um, a lot of the shows filled up with recap stuff from past things. But it's, and I'm also sure I also heard I believe I saw it on Fightful that they're being screened every time they show up by medical. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. I mean, this is the. To me, this is the biggest at this point from for WWE programming. And we'll talk a little bit about Raw and SmackDown and however those shows were um, a little bit later in the show. But to me, this is at the point of let's let's just get to Mania because yeah. we gotta see what happens like, after. <laughs> yeah, they're not doing house shows. They're not doing any appearances. They're not doing. I'm assuming they're not even the overseas tours cooked. Um, That's over Mania. Mm-hmm. So a I would be I would
0: be surprised if they returned overseas this year. It, you know let's say we do right. It does get it does get stabilized in some way shape or form and they're able to even do smaller events or or, or very pay, heavily you know tarp, tape you know tarped off yeah. uh, arena bag the Saudi bag will put everybody in a bubble and <laughs> I mean I, I doubt they do that either that's I doubt anyone would go because remember you're not you don't have to go to that you know like yeah. they, they don't they're not making people go to that I doubt that happens and I, and I'm pretty sure Saudi would understand that because they have their own issues there with corona the virus as well but mm-hmm. like i i don't think they're gonna go overseas in 2021 but but again i'm we're speculating you know yeah and we have no idea what's going on and even through all this speculation like maybe it sounds selfish maybe it sounds like terrible to say but it's like with everything going on and all the things being shut down i don't see how anyone could complain about there being literal first run live television happening in some way shape or form that is not a rerun or completely a rerun like i gotta hand it to, to wwe i gotta hand it to AEW. they are doing something that's unprecedented right now it mm. is you're bringing wrestling to us in a time where it is so confusing and it, it is you know a, a real a real like panic crisis situation and mm-hmm. i don't wh- why are you know why are we still warring with each other about being too woke and who's doing better and who looks better we're getting wrestling shut the fuck up
1: that's a, that's kind of where um, my position is on like, this well except minus the you know the shut the fuck up but like who,
0: who, that's got... <laughs> who really cares about this 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 ratings war anymore who cares about yeah. none of this
1: matters none of this matters. I'm happy. I'm legitimately happy just to be able to watch anything refreshing over these last two weeks Because to me none of that matters None of the none of the the conversation None of the sort of Yeah there's a little part of me that's worried about the ethics And kind of what and the safety of all these people That it is but at this point you kind of want to Lose yourself in the moment when it comes to This wrestling and that's kind of why I'm looking forward to WrestleMania I guarantee That WrestleMania ends up being Better than everyone expects Because everyone's the idea of WrestleMania and the performance center And there being no fans it's the biggest oxymoron that you can think of yeah it is wrestlemania downsized to its smallest it is every year wrestlemania breaks attendance records and this year they break the attendance record of zero
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> like it, you know so it's like we, they got the weekend doing with the theme song and it's just like it's gonna kind of be kind of played all there and it'll be interesting to see kind of how they do it M- my idea at least for it is if you guys want to make a true spectacle of it, you film that shit beforehand or you film. It's, it's going to be interesting not having a live WrestleMania, but I think if you can manage to swap the cuts the and everything. Of, yeah. If you're able to change it up, you're able to make it absorb it in a different way and have people be like, oh, wow, this is awesome. But I think even if they do it the standard way that they do, I think it's going to be really good. I think yeah. the performers are going to work their ass off. I what think if, what if they shoot it like Lucia Underground? That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. that, that. That's what I'm hoping for as well I think the, the only thing that can sort of Stop everything moving forward Which is what I think WWE is trying to prevent Is if someone manages To catch the virus who's on the show And I think They've done since The, the actual Since everything was announced Since I would say probably NXT last Wednesday I don't think they've had WWE superstars Too many crowded in the same room Or in the same areas at once Um, For prolonged periods I mean you see it on We we have a tag match on Smackdown And maybe like a a couple people there But it's not something where um, A lot of people Are really In the presence of one another for too long Mm -hmm. And there's not a backstage There's not a locker room There's not anything where they're all mingling And if they are they're being tested So um, this is Just brand new orders for the WWE And They continue to kind of like revolutionize and redefine the entertainment company and sports entertainment just in general.
0: Right. I, I have an option for you. I, I optioned this on uh, on Twitter earlier. Sure. What if what if it doesn't happen on the fifth? Okay. They have to push it past June. Um what if they do Mania in SummerSlam the same weekend in Boston? that would be tough (laughs) two different shows two different shows different card it would be it would be like Wrestle Kingdom was in January and I actually think it might actually even be better and have the opportunity to to be a a a lot bigger of a spectacle if you if you load those cards up uh, Mm. Saturday and Sunday so you do SummerSlam Saturday Sunday, you do Romania proper. I mean, obviously we can't get those, those storylines back. I mean, we, we, if they can't get it done and, you know, on the fifth, there's there's a big, big opportunity or not, or there's a big chance that like we get no WWE programming, you know? So, uh, you know, what if, you know, they did those two, maybe we do take over on Wednesday and we do that on TV live we owns the USA. We do hall of fame Thursday. We do SmackDown Fridays that go home, do SummerSlam the next day and then do mania Sunday and then raw.
1: I think that would be insane. I'd pull up. I'd pull up to that. I mean, I think any wrestling fan who's interested in the, the slightest would pull up for it, especially if they kind of want to retain the experience that they have. Um from in a lifetime? Mania. Um, you know, I think it's interesting. I think it's something that WWE has at least kept in mind. I think they're exploring all options is what I'm assuming. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, I would assume they're exploring all options. WWE tends to be this kind of, like, direction forward type of thing. They don't really go back. They don't really try to fix their mistakes. It's like, all right, on to the next. Um, so it would be interesting if they decided to do that. Um I think it would be beyond thinking. It's awesome. I'm not sure if it would actually get done, but I think it would be completely awesome if they did that.
0: That'd be the it would it would be some next level. It'd be
1: some next level shit, right? They would. I would. You know, we probably never see anything like that ever again. Yeah, no, ever. you probably wouldn't. You probably wouldn't. The, the city of Boston would owe WWE grand. And I um, and I think that honestly, and I think that this, that I think they'd be down.
0: To be honest with you, I think they would definitely be down. Only thing is, oh, like-
1: yeah, after the, considering how the economy is going, yeah, I'm sure they would be down. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a, you know, I think it's a good idea. Um, but, you know, Mania, once again, will be live from the Performance Center. I'm saying this, I'm thinking on this, I don't think it'll be as bad as all of you guys think it is. And also, I think all of you will tune in anyway, because you have nothing else to do that day. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the matches will be what they are, and I'm glad we still have commentary, I'm glad we still have the thing, I think they'll manage to dress up the PC a little bit more. I mean, considering all that budget that's not going to be used for the actual stadium, they'll be able to dress it up a little bit more. and create an atmosphere, and create an what entire. Did py- what did they do pyro in the? <laughs> nah, you're bugging. <laughs> They'll burn that shit down. They barely get smoke in there.
0: Um, uh, speaking of mania, yeah. uh, have my mania moment. I'm watching it right now. Oh, okay. Let's yeah. talk about it. Uh, you ready for this? We're, we're gonna. We're, okay. gonna go, we're gonna go back. We're gonna go back to. We're gonna go back to New York. Hmm. Actually no 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 this isn't this isn't that one. We're gonna go back to Miami. <laughs> okay. Once in a lifetime, The Rock, John Cena. <sighs> WrestleMania twenty eight. Um <laughs> God this, this this the build to this match was insane.
1: He made the rock cry. It's <laughs> I think that's the legitimately the only moment when we talk about this entire feud that we mentioned, how The Rock was kind of stammering over his words after John Cena tripped him up by going off script and <laughs> and talking about how he wrote on his hand, his promos and all this. Other stuff. I haven't seen The Rock. I haven't seen The Rock's hand since um, <laughs> we're cutting the promo, to be honest with you. Um, the hatred between these guys. I think it was shoot hate too. No, it was definitely... Genuine hate. I think it was definitely a genuine, and it's crazy how they are now because essentially John Cena now sees everything from Rock's perspective, considering how his star is aligned, and just he was like, "Oh, I get it. Oh, I and understand." Also, also, big
0: bummer for for Cena because Fast Nine got moved last week, and he's in mm-hmm. it, and The Rock is also in that franchise. So, so it's full circle
1: here. Full circle. Um, you know. In terms of this entire thing, in, in getting here, John Cena, WWE Champion, The Rock, um, they did a little Survivor Series dance, a pre, you know, the previous year before getting into this match. Um, well, never honestly, before, never again. I think that was the <laughs> tagline. <attack> <laughs> so... When you hold this up to this kind of like this cross-generational battle, can, when you stand it up to the, the other ones, you know, The Rock versus Hulk Hogan is immediately the one that comes to mind, and eventually we're going to have Roman Reigns versus Goldberg, um, what to you, was this kind of, did this live up to the expectations that you have, or did you have really any expectations moving forward when it came to these two?
0: At the, at the time, I was very Yeah, at absurd. the time. I was very upset at this match. I mean, I think everyone was. We were. We wanted Punk to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we we wanted Punk. I mean, I was indifferent.
1: I love The Rock, so. <laughs>
0: yeah, but you know, we we you know, people thought it was going to be a triple threat. You know, we we all wanted uh, we all wanted Punk to be uh, to 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 have as many a moment. And I think you know mm-hmm. we felt as though that was stolen from him. You know, we had gotten the Miz literally the the year before, and you know. A lot, a lot of people weren't happy about that. I'm not saying it was you, M- Mills, but a lot of people weren't were upset about that. So, like, I knew that this was just going to stink. I was not with, you know. I think a lot of the stuff when The Rock came back, like the promos were not getting over very well. I think he had gotten booed on one of them one week. They were just getting mm-hmm. tired of him. They were getting tired of him, and I think people were getting tired of that character not working anymore. Which is crazy because, uh, like, it's crazy because the world where it is now was not like it was then. And rock rock was just as problematic and people were getting tired of it then. And I think that's
1: always a funny thing to to think about where he, he cuts that promo in front of, what is it? The Boston Lake or wherever the Mm -hmm. hell it is. Yeah. um, Where he's like, you got these, you know, your little stupid fruity pebble, you know, you little wonder woman things and like, toon, toon, like all types of other stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I think people, especially considering how we were coming out of that era. I mean, we were long past that kind of, you know, um, comedy or stick from the, you know, from our wrestlers at least. But
0: um, the, but then it's funny because the scene actually turned it down that year and said, you know what? I'm going to be serious and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna cut his yeah. ass for, for, yeah. for four months. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because I think honestly, that's the, the where people were at at that time I think we're so far removed and it kind of showed how at that time you could even argue that the rock was kind of a relic of the past in a sense because he was leaning on a lot of his old shtick in terms of like calling people popcorn farts and (laughs) you know all these other things and calling them with fruity pebble you know blah 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 and eventually john cena gets a fruity pebble endorsement um <laughs> that was a boss
0: move by cena though that was some boss shit cena cena has he got his agent on the phone immediately like <laughs> you know what man Let me, i'm playing i'm playing chess not checkers you feel me it
1: is it was kind of the rock was i think he really had to like that first part of the year well this was actually this i mean this feud went on through three different WrestleManias kind of in a sense. But in this sort of phase of this feud, um, he really kind of had to like realize that maybe you can't just lean on being the rock. Um, And I think that's always kind of been, if there was any kind of kryptonite that he is, it's his own hubris in terms of like, I'm the rock so when I say this People are going to laugh
0: Yeah and he, he was saying that Let, Let's get this trending That was his thing Like let's let's get this yeah, trending
1: asses All this other stuff like that And I think he didn't re- Quite realize Until maybe it was WrestleMania 29 That In kind of the era That it is That maybe we need to Yeah actually I don't even think he realized Until like WrestleMania no, thirty.
0: No he didn't realize it Until Royal Rumble When they were booing Roman And he came out And he was like Oh what have I stepped into here? <laughs> That's when he realized it because he, you know, I think he also felt as though beating punk was going to get him over. And that was just universal hate when he beat punk for the title. Right. Like and and that, was, think... that was a better match to me than this match I'm watching right now, which, which I feel as though it was like a very like nineties match.
1: To me, it was a lot. It was very like bouldery. Like it was these very large, um, guys who are athletic to at some point but not like stylistically they're stylistically oil and water yeah yeah 100 yeah, <laughs> percent. and it's weird because they're kind of similar in a sense yeah. right yeah like they're kind of similar in these great athletes that are able to like do these amazing things but in terms of their styles it's really kind of like they're kind of one in the same but they don't complement each other Right. things about The Rock's greatest matches, he's always had greater matches against these technicians who can kind of clash with his style. The Kurt Angles and the Stone Cold Steve Austins and the Triple H's, and John Cena has the same. You have Edge, you have Punk, you have um, Angle, and all these other things like that, but you never really see them. It was like Cena was facing a mirror image of himself, and that's what kind of to me let me down considering matches and also it went long like (laughs) this isn't a this isn't a short match they have false finishes I think it's like a 30 minute it's like a 35 40 minute match with entrances I mean John Cena couldn't take couldn't take a rock bottom properly he always jumped (laughs) before the rock jumped and
0: and I think that was on purpose I I think he was really petty And, and I think in a lot of ways like you know, we, and we learned that The Rock is is very much a giving, you know, a giving participant as as far as like putting people over. And I don't mm-hmm. think he would have ever had an issue with putting uh, putting Cena over. And in fact, he, he didn't because he put him over that next year. But I think Cena is definitely was in his bag. I think he was very much like I run this, and this is my this is my place now, and and I'm, I got to prove it by by having a match, but also showing
1: him up. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. He really, I think he really wanted to determine, like, like you said, like this is his place. This is his, and it's really interesting, kind of like the actual feud that went on between these two. And I would say I don't know if there's anyone who's covered it kind of well from the standpoint of the media in terms of like, I mean, we've always had the rumors, we always had the, I think just the biggest point in it as we've both you know, made fun of for so much. It was the writing on the hand thing. Yeah. And
0: well, what about the behind story? the, the behind the scenes stuff? I think right. it was very contentious. And, you know, I, I just, I would really just love to know what it was like in the locker room. Like I, I would love a story on this. Cause like, I'm looking at the match now. They're literally calling spots, like opposing spots as they're, as they're wrestling. And, and I, and we both know that these, these two guys are like, they're spot callers. Shout out to Cyrus. But you know, you know, it, it is it is very much a a disjointed match, mm-hmm. very much so. And 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 I think that you know the crowd was into it, but I think that in the end, you know, this this match did more for Cena's storyline of redemption that year than than anything else.
1: Do you feel like I compare this match to Rock Hogan in a sense, and they're kind of like two different worlds of matches, and for some reason, like you could say Hulk Hogan is like. A Half the athlete of John Cena But I think he got more out of Everything in his match Than how they did Do you think it was because of that kind of Relationship where maybe they didn't Trust one another or maybe they didn't really um, You know I, I guess trust one another Is probably the best thing That kind of produced how that match Ended up being as opposed to the WrestleMania 18 match which I think Still stands as one of the Greatest WrestleMania matches of all time
0: well, I think, I mean, clearly, Hogan was, was again, a willing participant and allowing Rock to go over and, and look good. I think this match is just literally these two dudes trying to, like, outdo each other. And, yeah, like, there's a spot in the beginning of this match where uh, Cena does a snapmare and Rock lands right on his head. Because Cena was just literally on ultimate warrior speed, trying to, like, speed through the, the sequence and the you know the, the rock bottom that that just happened here. I just saw it. Like, it. It looked like it was a it was a sidewalk slam because Cena just yeah. jumped too early. It looked terrible. Like there was a lot of things that looked terrible here. I think the only thing that actually works for me, and this we're a far far away, you know, from seeing this in the match that I'm watching right now, is is the storyline of, of of Cena's hubris getting to him, mm-hmm. and and him, and that's what causes him to lose the match, but. Man, I just just think that it was one of the biggest disappointments. I think the the match the the next year was like... I've seen some people say it was worse. What what, what were your feelings on the match they had the
1: next year? It was legitimately the same to me. I had no feelings. I thought, why are we doing this again? In my opinion, I've never... It's not that John Cena couldn't have a better match, but I don't think he could have a better match against The Rock. I think The Rock... um, I think in general he's kind of set in terms of the type of act that he is. He's very like in terms of very rigid on terms of like, okay, this is what I do, this is what The Rock doesn't do. Like yeah. we're not taking uh, you know, I'm not taking a plunge from the outside. Like we're yeah. just not doing that. The Rock yeah. doesn't do that. The Rock steps out the way and you know, flashes <laughs> yes. an eyebrow. Um, So there are just certain things that he won't do. I honestly don't think he could have had a better match against the rock. And then it didn't help that the rock like tore his (laughs) abdomen 13 seconds into the match. Um, He was too big. He was way too big that next year. Way way too big. big. And I think that's. He wasn't moving right right No. I think that's always been that's why kind of his recent matches haven't really worked. And I know eventually in the future he was supposed to have this big WrestleMania match against Triple H. Um, I thought that probably would have been really good. Um And that's
0: because old old man H is is a much better storyteller and wrestler yeah. than, than he was. <laughs> oh and my god Cena, he, Cena did the top rope. I'm sorry, but he did the top rope leg drop and landed right on Rock's like shoulders and like his neck. Like, come on. <laughs>
1: No trust there. That's we're talking about here. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. But in terms of like a Rock Triple H encounter, like I thought just from, I think Triple H at this point, now that he's not completely into it, now that he has no personal stakes in terms of winning or losing, he's less, he's more so giving now and kind of understands it's like, okay, to make the best match, I know I have to give myself a lot in this match, even if the other person won't. Right. Um and I think that you know that's why it would be a better match. We have one very crucial update before
0: we continue on with the show. That is our Mark Madness Finals. What's going on with Mark Madness,
1: man? I wish someone could do the NFL on Fox theme song under it and like, but you know what? We'll we'll do what we can. Um, we have the Mark Madness Semifinals. First of all, we just had an entire large week. Um, Prior, where we crowned a bunch of new stuff in the interim. First of all, Becky versus Oscar didn't go that well for Becky because Oscar completely slayed uh Becky. Then we had Bliss versus wow. Banks. Um, once again, Banks comes out the winner to the surprise of no one. It's between Oscar and Sasha Banks. Oscar manages handedly. I won't say handedly. Let's not give it too much thing. Sixty two percent to thirty seven percent. Asuka defeats Sasha Banks. She's going to the finals of this queen of the ring, Mark Madness, um, the Empress. I mean, she's just dominating as she should on the other side of things. We had Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair to the surprise of no one who listens to this show, <laughs> or at least to us who know the listeners of the show, Bianca Belair won that easy. Um, Io Shirai stops the reign of Candice LeRae. Thank God. And And it's Io Shirai and Bianca Belair in the semifinals. Now, this one was tight. This one was incredibly tight. I will say this. This was a 1% margin that separated these two ladies in terms of who walks out with the victor on this. Um, But going to the finals, representing the NXT side, Io Shirai. Mm Mm-hmm. Eo Shirai versus Asuka Will be the finals for Queen in the ring The winner will be decided This Friday, the poll goes up As soon as you're listening to this episode So make sure you stay tuned Make sure you put in a vote between Asuka and Eo Shirai, they're both incredibly talented They both, who who would have thought That they would have made it this far, you know what I'm saying? I, uh, I honestly thought it was going to be Sasha as,
0: Or, or uh, Sasha and Eo or, or something of, of that uh, Combination, but Hey, EO and Oscar is actually a match that we sh- I want to see, and if things you know continue happening the way that they are with, within you know the way they're doing WWE now, like we could possibly see that match happen, you know.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. It's a it'll be interesting to yeah. say the least. Um, but that's so, a, that's Mark Madness. We'll we'll have it. It'll be after you know. It'll take place. We'll have the results next week. Um, But by the end of the week, you should know who's the queen of the ring when it comes to Mark Madness.
0: But before we continue on with the show, we have to let you guys know that this episode of the A show is sponsored by Podcorn. Now, Podcorn is a marketplace connecting podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities such as host red ads, interview segments, topical discussions and more. With Podcorn, there is no middleman podcasters of all shapes sizes can browse and choose opportunities right on the platform set their own rates and collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivities we made an account, we signed up, and almost immediately we were connected with brands who wanted to provide sponsorship opportunities straight to us. So thank you to Podcorn for sponsoring this episode of The A Show, and make sure you start exploring sponsorship opportunities and monetizing your podcast by signing on at podcorn.com slash podcasters. Now, we're going to go right back into the show with our show reviews of SmackDown and Raw, two very uh, different shows. Uh, And not not even just in terms of the location, of course, they both emanated from the Performance Center uh, last week and this week, but also in terms of really just like the production, the camera work. Whereas with SmackDown, you, it, you could tell it was kind of like put together in the last last second, the last minute. Because yeah, they were, because they
1: looked like they didn't really know what the hell was going
0: on. Yeah, I mean, there, were, there was a point where Triple H was doing commentary, then he left, then he came back. He was like,
1: oh, they're going to have a, a, a slew of revolving door of commentators. And then after the break, Triple H is like, guess I'm back. <laughs> yeah.
0: And, and then with, with Raw, they kind of had it a lot more uh, planned out because obviously they had a whole weekend to plan this out. They knew where they were going to be. Obviously, uh, SmackDown was supposed, to, was supposed to be in Detroit on, uh, last Friday, and they, they had to, at the last minute, go straight to Orlando, which I'm pretty sure was was a tough, tough uh, day of travel for a lot of them. But uh, yeah. with SmackDown— Unless you I, live in Orlando, I guess. Yeah, w- which a lot of them do. I had forgotten that, that Cena actually lives in Tampa— so, uh, that must have been very easy for him to just drive down or, or get driven down. And, and nah, uh, he probably got the PJ, Vince McMahon picked him up on the way. God, that, would, that would literally be a two minute flight. There's no way he did that. I'm pretty sure
1: Cena <laughs> he has to listen. It's a we got a pandemic out here. No way I'm <laughs> driving down the street. It's, not, it's not a zombie tolls.
0: apocalypse.
1: <laughs> I'm not paying no damn toll if I'm John Cena. What the hell are you talking about? I mean, <laughs> Pick I'm, pretty me sure, up. I'm pretty sure Cena <laughs> probably drove, but uh, they got the jet fuel. They could pick him up um, i, I what think this I'm, I'm
0: sorry but before you start i, I want to say the smackdown probably has one of my favorite promos
1: probably of the year on that as well first of all in terms of smackdown it reminded me how kind of bad triple h is at commentating but also um how i guess his kind of very Light mood can kind of take a circumstance that they're in right now and kind of make it fun, yeah. um, because I was quickly reminded like he he didn't say anything during the college commentary at all. It was like all Michael Cole at some points because he just didn't know what to say, and it kind of reminded me of Have you ever heard that commentary line he had back in the day of like I'm by a lot of things and oh yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> and he realized that he just like whoa okay I'm never doing that again, um, but. No SmackDown to me. I mean, it's a little bit of a shift in terms of like actually seeing it, and like most of the show was a, the the men's tag team elimination chamber, um, but you know it had a lot of interesting kind of things, and I think probably the most riveting sort of piece of it was the closing segment between John Cena and Bray Wyatt. Yes, uh, I, I thought that.
0: Well, I mean, before we even get to that, like the Roman Reigns promo as well was really good. And I think Roman works very well in this in this in these situations where it's just him one on one. There's no crowd that, you know, Mm -hmm. you really hear his his words. But the John Cena, Bray Wyatt promo, have you seen it? It it actually went viral over the weekend with a lot of people that just so happen to be watching that don't really watch wrestling. They, you know, it's been compared to like Shakespeare, like like plays and stuff like that. And I I thought it was really Mm -hmm. interesting that it caught on in that way. But
1: no, I, I definitely saw it yeah I definitely saw it live I thought it did a great You know for a match that kind of started off with it seemingly just a point Of like Bray Wyatt loses the championship Let's shuffle him off to the next thing They kind of did their best to kind of Weave it all together to make it all make sense Yeah um, And you know incorporating That these two have faced off at Wrestlemania Before Um John Cena's kind of approach before even Bray Wyatt kind of showed up to this entire thing, I thought it was great, and I thought just Bray Wyatt coming down and saying the things that he said also just made it better.
0: Yeah, and, and again, like the, you know, I don't think that the the issue with Bray has ever been the promos, right? It's always no. kind of been the entering ring stuff, and they finally gave him a chance to, to cut a promo, you know, live, not in the not in the fun house, and and it worked. It, it really did work for me. Uh, other interesting things. People were very big upset at, at Sasha and Bailey playing to the crowd. Uh, I don't think it was that big of a deal. <laughs> like who cares? I don't
1: think it was that big of a deal, but it kind of seemed stupid. I, and and I think it was and stupid in a way that wasn't like. The Miz and Morrison thing Where they were playing to a crowd But it was obviously in jest Because of the circumstances That they knew were going on are, are, Can we can we say that for Sasha Bailey too Or it's just like they might have literally no, there? I, no, you can't Because there was a sense of like I think Miz and Morrison were fully aware and, and you got that kind of across From their promo That they were fully aware Of the situation that was going on As opposed to Bailey and Sasha Where they were kind of more like this is all we kind of know how to do. So you know, who's gonna you know boo us if you want? But there's no one here, and it's just like, bruh, like who's going to boo you? Like, <laughs> no one's booing you. Just you know, just walk over and do your thing. Just cut the promo. And I
0: think it got more self. I think it got more self aware as these shows went on. I think it's gonna get more self aware as the weeks go on. Well, <laughs> it's, it's not by anymore. the
1: time we hit that edge promo on Monday. That's yeah. when I think it was.
0: Everything this is how
1: you do it was completely Yeah 100% Everything was completely different Yeah um, I,
0: I, Again I, I'm not gonna I'm, And again Before we even continue We're not gonna gra- we're, we're not gonna like Grade these shows I, At least I'm not gonna Grade them very harshly Oh no No uh, No <laughs> They're ungrade They're ungradable Like they You know Just the fact that they're happening Is It, it is a luxury Not it. Not you know I think as fans We tend to We tend to And, I, and I'm and i guilty of this too we get kind of entitled. And I think this is the one time where it's just like we, we have really no right to be entitled to, to anything. This is literally at the expense of these people that are just trying to put a show on for us. So I'm not going to mm-hmm. grade it very
1: harshly. Yeah, uh, no, we got Daniel Bryan versus Cesaro. We got, you know, Jeff Hardy's return, albeit probably not in the best way that he wanted. Um, we got the announcement that Rob Gronkowski may be coming to the WWE and he will be on SmackDown this Friday. Yeah. Um, it's it, you know it was an interesting set of things and I think this trend is going to continue um for at least two weeks I mean
0: <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be interesting what happens again after mania i I don't know yeah. if they want to continue this the way that they're doing it now I, I think they're waiting for cooler heads to prevail and I mean honestly if I was to be if they you know Lord willing if I was to be optimistic about something like this is that we only have to face this for one more month right and I think that would be the best case scenario where you know they would actually go through and do the, and continue doing this but i would just love to see them like do some freaky shit and just do some wild stuff production wise and, and cut big mm-hmm. nets and stuff like that like this is a chance to really show why they got that billion dollars and change the way right, they do 100%. things
1: i mean this is i mean to me the fact that they they did this show is earning the two billion dollars that they got between ron smackdown for on usa and fox anyway yeah like The fact that they are still airing, whereas other shows are not, is just completely, it it just takes them to a completely new level. And I think, once again, by by the time you hit Monday Night Raw, the entire kind of tone and kind of like them getting accustomed to how they are producing these shows are completely different, starting from the Edge promo.
0: Yeah, the Edge promo, I mean, you want to you you get to Raw and talk about that? The Edge yeah, promo yeah. Was, was great. Um, I, I do believe we probably would have gotten the match announcement this week anyway, but uh, mm-hmm. it was announced that it's going to be a last minute standing, which, again, I mean, we've been saying this all show, if they really want to do this and take this match before and have it be like a production and they're just wrestling all around the PC, that would be amazing to me, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree, and, and and a chance to do kind of all these crazy spots that would probably need to be, especially when you have a, a place like the PC where everyone's not familiar with everything. It might be best to tape everything just so it comes out cleaner. So it's not like they're like edging through hallways and and uh you know jumping through you know glass pane windows for no particular reason. Like I think it would be a best idea to do this all beforehand. But you know what, they're gonna do whatever they want to do anyway. I thought raw was interesting. They replay played the entire two thousand twenty Royal Rumble Shout in two me. hours. <laughs> I know. Whole two hours. And like, and I think I had watched it recently, so I, I did skip it. I
0: watched Raw. I started watching Raw. Lucky I, you. I cleared Raw like I cleared uh, I cleared Raw in about an hour because just because of the I got to the, the promos of note, but um they that did take up everything to the ten o'clock hour and the last hour we did get all original
1: programming. I wouldn't mind many shows you? are like this. How do you? How did you feel about uh, old Mark, old Mark me, Calloway? Me, Mark, I thought it was funny. Me, as ha- I thought it was
0: funny as hell. <laughs> i thought it was really funny I, I thought that it probably would have again it probably would have gone over a lot better in with a crowd but i think you know you, you tend to it's 50 50 with that
1: you know i think in a crowd they do this a lot more different and i think you do get to me you fully get the dead man and gimmick kind of deal especially if you're with a crowd to sort of mm-hmm. awe and inspire and gauge that reaction from the crowd but i think because there was no crowd it's kind of they kind of made a change in terms of doing this and having it be a lot more personal. Mm-hmm. A, lot of, a lot more in terms of the reaction was a lot more intimate. It was less of a let's get a reaction from the crowd and let's kind of make this kind of engaging visually for the audience that's watching at home, which is mm-hmm. why I think you got Undertaker in the form that you got him with you know the skull cap the the french braid as close um, as you're gonna get to him in street clothes <laughs> yeah looking like steven seagal like out here th- you know throwing haymakers at the oc i thought that entire segment was tremendous by the way i think aj styles is a chicken you know chicken s-h-i-t heel um and i'm like brett go out there and Back talking me, back talking me. I was like, I lost. Mike it. Air Jordan. <laughs> I, was, I was like, could you be more southern than white? Like, could you just be more southern than
0: white? Um, uh, I, I again, I, I did like I, again, like, raw to me still maintains and, and still like a, a really fun show, even with the with the restraints. Uh, I just think they have yeah. a better roster right now, <laughs> and yeah. it's, it's definitely proven. I, I really liked uh, Andrade. And Ray for what it was. Um, I love Oscar and commentary again. Allowing her to speak in her native English is something I'm glad they keep
1: allowing her to do because it, it yeah. sets her apart from everybody else. Uh, How did you feel about? The whole 316 day. And listen, it was like the biggest build for anything that I've ever seen because it's social media. It was on YouTube. It was on the website. They have visual clips. They went back to matches. They went back to everything in terms of building up for this moment. And ends up being Stone Cold hammered in a ring talking shit with Byron Saxton. <laughs> for an
0: escape, I don't mind... I don't mind Stone Cold doing his his best deaf comedy jam act. I don't mind it. it <laughs> he knew what it was, and I think there's no one better that I would put on in that spot for ten minutes than him. Like I actually felt like Becky didn't really do much for me on Monday, to be honest. Really? Like she looked it,
1: great. She she looked great. I just think the promo wasn't that wasn't wasn't sweet to me. Well well, so now I brought up this entire open have opened up this kind of door. It's funny that you bring Becky because I was completely going to forget it. Um, Asked this question on Twitter. Don't know if you actually seen it. Didn't see it. Um, how have the, th- has the thought ever ran through your head that Becky may retain at WrestleMania?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, especially now. Yeah. I, I brought it up before. I said the, who Twitter, the promo seemed to shift
1: in my opinion.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I think that I think that they they're ready. They're hedging their bets on it being a big moment in front of people when she does lose. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that there is extenuating circumstances that's going to stop that storyline. And I even brought it up. I said there's going to be somebody sneaky that's going to that's going to win. And I don't know why you guys are thinking that Brock and
1: uh, Brock and Becky aren't a shoe in for retaining. Yeah, because think, to me it doesn't. Yeah, in terms of the circumstances that we have going on right now, um, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to really kind of crown it and you don't get the reaction you don't get the moments you don't get much of anything um in this kind of like subdued wrestlemania atmosphere mm-hmm. um i also think becky's entire demeanor has changed she's become a lot more self-aware in that promo on monday as opposed to like i know Shayna baszler is tough and i'm gonna have a tough battle ahead of me um and i'm preparing for that i thought that was a gradual shift from the promo The previous role where she seemed to be like, I'm ready to kick the shit out of this girl and nothing's going to stop me from kicking the shit out of her. Mm -hmm. Um. So I do think this is also I don't think I remember there was a point I could be wrong. The first Ember Moon Shayna Baszler match, I believe Shayna Baszler lost, right? Uh, Yes, she lost on some, some some foolery. Yeah, so I could see, I could one hundred percent see that happening again because I think you save it for a much bigger moment. I think you continue the sort of train of Shayna Baszler. You kind of get to establish Becky as this kind of like all-beating, you know, this real champion of champions. She's having the run of her career right now. Um, I don't think there's anything else that can sort of stand in her way.
0: And be honest, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be a better story if they she had that match at Mania? And obviously they're not going to have live events. She's probably not going to be wrestling for the next couple of months. You build the mm-hmm. re- you build the rematch to August, where Shane yeah. has been been waiting to get her moment to get a rematch, and then you make it better that way. And same for Drew McIntyre. They lose it. Mania. If we're not going to have live events and we're not going to have regular Raws or Smackdowns, why not just do it that way? I think the only person that absolutely needs to win just for the sake of just you know linearity, it has to be Roman because he, he had they have to have a champion on that show.
1: Well. It depends if we have shows. At this point, you could keep it on Goldberg, too, and just have him... Just trot him out every second or every other couple of weeks or so um, to have this thing. It's not like they're doing major shows throughout the rest of the week. So, But, you know, I think it's really up in the air. I think people... I think considering the circumstances that we're in with WrestleMania, it changes a lot. And I think people should expect that change as well in terms of how they're going to do the results for these matches, because we could have champions retain a little bit longer. I think we could have, you know, moments that are a little bit different. I think everyone should look into this going into WrestleMania because things are going to be completely different. Um,
0: uh, seven no, days, seven days, like yeah. next episode might be different.
1: Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, yeah, let's I see i i want to give two things um congratulations to davy boy smith and jushin thunder liger yes inductees in wwe hall of fame even though there will not be a hall of fame um ceremony at wrestlemania weekend well um, uh, did you
0: see uh the tweet from georgia smith uh she she said that uh she was uh she got a call and she spoke to WWE and she's and they said they're postponing it till a later date and they're Mm -hmm. hoping to do it at SummerSlam which would be appropriate you know considering Davies. that was like his you know one of the best matches he's ever had uh so you know I think that leads more credence to them doing some sort of Wrestlemania light thing at SummerSlam and Mm. you know making up for it in that way because again we're not even getting a takeover in two weeks so like there's going to be a lot of blow offs and a lot of things that are just not going to happen. And we're in a very unch- we're in uncharted waters. I've never seen anything like this just in entertainment. I've never seen anything like this in pro wrestling period. I've never seen anything like this in my lifetime. So I'm, I'm not holding anything past anyone at this point.
1: You know how I know this is something we've never seen in our lifetime. I just got a text alert from my friend. Effective immediately, New York State is suspending debt collection. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's how I know we're in a different world right now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> when debt collection has been suspended. Um, so, yeah, we're going to cash out. Um, and, you know, that's, a, that's all that we got. I think we went a good, I think, that, listen, we provided a great entertaining show with the circumstances that we're always, we're really, right now
0: we always we're do always we done. always do uh shout out to everybody that listens and that are um that are are continuing to listen throughout this we're, we're not going to stop the content even if there's no shows we're going to find something to do we're going to you know we, we know you guys uh love listening to the show and we love doing the show it's definitely an escape for me uh and we're gonna we're gonna keep it rolling so uh, until next week thank you guys for listening yeah. to your show Uh, for meals i'm justin please stay safe please stay in the house uh and please keep watching wrestling and we'll talk to you guys yeah happy roots of day and wash your hands